Cool, I'm recording. Okay, I'm yep. recording. Wow, look at us, hitting a button. <laughs> we started. Uh, let's count in. Okay, I'll be one. Okay. Oh, I sorry, I picked up Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll start now. One. Two. Three. One. Two. Three. One. Two. Three. Fun is what we'll be having. Boo is what you'll be saying because it's a scary movie. Oh no! P <laughs> is what you'll be What's running down my leg? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's very. Uh... Yeah, there's some. There is a lot of piss in this film. <laughs> there's a quite a bit of piss in Suspiria. Um. Yeah. Let's. Uh. Suspiria, huh? Yeah, that's uh. That's what we're talking about today. I don't have a. I don't have a weird opening, but um. Welcome. Welcome to pissing up something good. Um, have god damn it picking up something good this is a podcast picking up something good this is a podcast picking up something good this is a podcast Tom York is my real dad have any of y'all ever met like an Italian person? <laughs> yeah, I lived. They're with an, scary. I lived with an Italian person. You live with an Italian. No, person. I mean like an actual person from Italy, for, like from Milan. <laughs> no, like an actual person, like an actual <laughs> a human who is very hairy. Oh my god! Well, I am uh, also very because, hairy. Yeah, because the first the first Italians that I've ever seen in my life have been the Italians in this movie. <laughs> As well as Luca Guadagino, uh, who is the director of Suspiria, and mm. also Tom York, who is Italian. Uh, oh, making the music. <laughs> please don't, please don't make fun of Italians on this podcast. No, it's okay to make um, fun of Italians. They're not real. They're, not... they're just in the movies. <laughs> oh, they're not real people. I've been, yeah, I've been, I've been having quite an Italian themed week. I've been, um, I've been binging The Sopranos. Oh, I'm at season five, episode something or other. Um, it's great. Um, I've been saying Gabagool a lot under my breath. We just finished watching the Godfather trilogy. Look at us, oh. just a bunch of Italian. This is the, the the meeting of the Italian Appreciation Club. Some some doors open. Hey, some doors are open. Some are closed. <laughs> oh, hey y'all. You know, you know what's also Italian and full of needless what? death. What? Uh, Suspiria, <laughs> welcome to picking up something good, a limited event prestige podcast about radio. Got it. My name's Mace, I play music as Echo Vessel. My name is Nikki Flowers, I play music as Nikki Flowers, you know that. We've got some guests today as well. We certainly do. Um, why don't the guests introduce themselves? Why, why don't they, you know, pull their way around here? <laughs> Hi, I'm Al Riggs. Uh, I've been on this podcast before on the Amnesiac episode. And uh, I uh, make music under Al Riggs and Vaxers, which is on the Neo Detritus label. Woo! I am uh, Dustin K. Britt. I can be found as the managing editor of Chatham Life and Style. I'm a performing arts critic, and I teach uh, film and theater. And this is not the first time y'all have been on the nope. show. As as a duo, yeah. You were on the, the uh, ill-fated lost episode where we talked about cats. Which yeah. is about... Cats. It's about cats. It's that's that's the most important thing that you would have taken from the episode had it come out. Mm-hmm. Um, that it, it's simply about cats. 
It really is like the Library of Alexandria burning down. That was a great episode. <laughs> oh, I know. I think we have parts of it, but there's uh, there's some. Audio you know what stuff, else has but... a lot of dancing in it? Oh, what's that? Suspiria. Cats. Is it Suspiria? cats? Cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Suspiria. Um, we are talking about the film Suspiria. Uh, came out in 2018. It is a I don't know remake, loose remake of the 1977 cult classic titled Suspiria. It's a little Caddyshack. confusing. Oh, oh yeah. no. <laughs> Caddyshack 2. Thank you. Caddyshack 2. The shack is back. Um, actually, fun fact. <laughs> That's I've what only, they say in the remake. I've only seen Caddyshack 2. Really? Really? No other films. I don't films. know how. <laughs> only Caddyshack I don't know. Yeah, 2. no. See, Suspiria, uh, I, I watched it. That was my second film ever for the podcast. Oh, I'm and so it sorry. Is, I was... See, I was going in, I was thinking, like, okay, yeah, this would be, you know, like a funny, goofy comedy, you know, like uh, like all the movies I've seen. Which it is. It was very different. No, it was very, you know, it, I mean, it was, and the gopher was there, but it was it was very different. The gopher was, like, all over the place, literally. That's actually Tilda Swinton. Playing, oh, playing, yeah, play, No, she's playing the, the gopher. The fourth character played by Tilda Swinton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. Uh, I, uh, I just want to... I want to preface this, uh, and I will kind of want to explain why we're covering Suspiria. I love a good preface. A lot of people might not know why we're just randomly covering a um, film made by Italians. Uh, it's because Tom York uh, is Italian. <laughs> Tom York scored. Yeah, it's because he's Italian. It's part and, of his uh, culture. <laughs> uh, it's be- it's because Tom York scored the Suspiria remake. Uh, have y'all seen the original Suspiria? Because oh, I have not. Yes. yes, yes, yes. More than once. I watched it for the first time last night. Last night was my... <laughs> my plan was to have a double feature of the original and then the remake. And then never sleep um, again. And then <laughs> I actually literally did not go to sleep until 5 a.m. Oh, no. So I don't think it was Suspiria related. I just have insomnia. <laughs> That's a different <laughs> um, movie that you could talk about. Yeah. That's true. With another yeah. Italian, so, also man, a remake, Al Pacino. I love that guy. Al Pacino's Italian. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> the Italian. He's, he's you wouldn't know it looking at him. He's like he's like <laughs> Mandy Patinkin, where if you need like a swarthy guy, like vaguely ethnic dude, he's you get Al Pacino. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> Mandy Patinkin has this incredible ability to be anything you need him to be. <laughs> he's 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 the eth- he's the ethnic blob. <laughs> or if you need a vaguely <laughs> ethnic man, you could also cast Tilda Swinton. This is true. <laughs> That's no true. Til- Tilda Swinton is not in this movie. What are you talking about? No, she's she's yeah, those are- <laughs> she's in one role in this film. She's in one yeah, role. The yeah. Gopher. Yeah, yeah. She plays the Gopher. Yeah. She, she plays actually, Madame Blanc and she nobody else. Plays all of the furniture. She's really good. <laughs> There's some good chairs and su- such. All the mirrors too, uh-huh, which the like beds. How did that even happen? Uh, can I be completely real with y'all? And the first kind of, the, I think the first scene that you see Tilda Swinton in this movie, I thought it was Tom York for a second. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I don't think we're the first people to say this, and this is in my notes at least twice. <laughs> wow, she really looks like Tom yeah. York, like a hundred percent. Like she pops up, like it's it like, was, "Hey, it's me, Tom York." Didn't know, didn't think was, I was gonna be in here, did you? Dressed like Martha it was very Graham. jarring. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know who also uh, resembles Tom York, and will uh, this is just kind of an aside? Uh, the Scottish comedian Lemmy. Yes, kind of. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Lemmy, Tom York, and Tilda Swinton walk into a bar, and only one of them gets carded because they're the same person. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and amazingly, Tilda Swinton, they find out, is 173 years old. Like, beer is like illegal for you. You and, know that, right? Uh, under gender, it's just a giant blob. It's just a big, it's just a big gray face going, uh-huh. uh-huh. It's a rune. It's a rune. <laughs> Um, so all right. for all you uh, POSG fans out there that hate when we talk about um, Radiohead and have any sort of structure, this is the podcast for you because um, we're, this is a free form kind of app, you know, where we're taking it uh, one day know. at a time. We're, it is improv. <laughs> we're, we're yes and. This is the modern uh, dance of Radiohead podcast. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. It sure is. So, whereas well, the other actually... episodes are just kind of flailing. So, so Maze, <laughs> what did you, what did you think of the? Did you? So, have you seen? Did you watch both of the films? No, I have not seen the okay. original. Mm. Um, you don't need to. Mostly, just yeah. They well, apparently they're should, different movies though, because it, I really, really liked the original. I I watched that first, and wow. What a fucking movie! It's wild. <laughs> it it, it mean, is a movie. It's, it it is many things. It's certainly but it is also a movie. You can't deny it that it's a movie. It is the it's, it is the most seventies thing. Like aside oh from Saturday Night Fever, it might be the most seventies movie. <laughs> it is a. It is just. It is covered head to toe. It's like it's like the gaffer just discovered what a colored gel was yes, the day yeah, before yeah. production a, and was just like this is all of the budget i'm now. surprised that the blood isn't like blue i know it's like i mean there's candy red blood and then there's candy red walls. candy red blood yeah that too <laughs> here's the thing uh it looks to me it looks like a like an italian guy's impression of house yes we were talking about that the other day we watched house about a week ago and we're like this looks like suspiria yeah (laughs) uh yeah that's that's fairly accurate it's a weird here's so here's the thing about the original suspiria and i my relationship with it is i saw it for the first time at the theater that i work at or worked at until uh yeah, you know. Well, what are you talking about? Oh, what uh, just uh, just taking a break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it flooded a little sabbatical. It flooded. <laughs> it flooded and it flooded away. But I'll get I'll get my job back once they catch the theater going down the hill. Uh, oh, good, good, good. Um, good. <laughs> but uh, I saw it there a couple of years ago, and I two things struck me. One, this is one of the best shot and best looking films I have ever seen and sounding and Absolutely. best sounding and two I this movie needed to end like an hour ago because holy <laughs> shit it drags so it's long yeah there's like a weird it's it's long at an hour and 40 minutes well, it's ju- which is it's usual argento dario argento is the director and co-writer no, you didn't say it right dario argento argento, argento. He made yeah. the cheese, didn't yes. he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's usual uh, Dario Argento, uh, Giallo, uh, which is like the Giallo. genre. Giallo. It's the genre, Giallo. It's the genre of film, which is like a noir-inspired horror film. Uh, but it's his usual kind of pacing, where it's all very slow and mysterious, and then a bunch of shit happens at the last six minutes of the film, and then something <laughs> catches on fire, and then credits roll. That um that really struck me that ending where it was just like oh shit things are happening now in, in, and um, then we're done in grind yeah. in grindhouse there were these fake trailers 
in between the two movies yeah the tarantino film and one of them was yeah. a fake trailer for a movie called don't which was this british <laughs> film that's lots of windows and lots of like billowing nightgowns and women running and it's like it's absolutely 100 percent suspiria oh yeah uh, i no- i really liked i okay so the thing about the original is that yes it's very slow i mean th- that's not even fully accurate there's really no story it's really I mean, just they're... wandering through halls, and then all of a sudden, oh, whoops! Spoiler alert! But with the, uh, with the... witch is there's a really old right. witch who's all green and but goopy. What the, rem- what the remake does, and Al was pointing this out last night. What the remake does is it starts with the big reveal. Hey, guess what? Well, yeah, hold they're... on, hold on, real quick, because we are definitely going to get into spoiler territory with both of these films. Yeah, turn off the podcast, everybody. No, don't just do that. Turn it off. No, 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 no. We need listeners. (laughs) Pause it, watch the movies, and then come back and subscribe and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Five dollars. And also, uh, yeah, send us five dollars. Also send us five dollars. The hashtag is CashMaceQ. So what I'm about to say is the most spoilerific thing you could possibly say about this film. So everyone pause and go do your thing. The new one. The new one. We'll both. We'll wait. So the big big reveal, (laughs) hey, guess what? They're witches. The first movie, at about the fifth hour, literally, <laughs> they're like, oh, guess what? There's witches in the walls. Okay, it's done. The new movie's like, hey, guess what? There's witches. Now the movie's going to start. So I thought that was, I thought that was really good. I liked it. It's the possible choice, because otherwise you're just waiting to find out what you already know. Now we know that they're witches, but that's, in this one, the fact that they're witches isn't the surprise. The thing is, what are these crazy witches up to? Yeah. See, that's that's what, I mean, that was my main problem stuff. with the original is um, they reveal at, you know, like, it's literally, it's an hour and a half long movie. No, and it, it takes more be. than half of it. No, it's, it, no, nah, hold on. Let me look it up. Yeah, I got it. Oh, wait, hold on. You missed a one. It's 11 <laughs> hours. <laughs> no, it is. It is ninety-eight minutes. There's what? no fucking way. Oh my god! It no feels fucking three hours shit. Long. The new one. I know. The new well, one is two and a half hours long, and it feels like an hour and a half. It's it. Yeah, the pace. The pacing could not be different between the two movies. But the original, I really loved it because it's mostly just a stunning visual work of art. The story is secondary. Like there, you. It doesn't matter that there's not really any story because of how gorgeous this is like it is one of the most visually striking movies i've ever seen it's beautiful and yeah i could watch jessica harper all day do anything yeah yeah especially if it's cower for an hour and a half which is kind of all she the does only which is a little she lamb, but... doesn't get to do that i want her to do is sing because well, she does in yeah. like every other movie she's in we're fans of phantom of the paradise and shock treatment yes and she's the lead yes. in both of those and she's an extraordinary singer and she's very funny. Shock treatment is shock treatment is better than than Rocky Horror Picture. Yes, yes. I'm going to come right out and say score. it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I don't think that's controversial, but it needs to be said. It was co- it was controversial all... for all of the weird Raleigh kids that I met up with in uh, when I used to go to Rocky Horror growing up. Uh, hmm. uh, but I feel like it was one of those bullshit cool kid things to say because I don't think because you couldn't like ten years ago you couldn't get shock treatment like on blu-ray or anything i mean, you no. don't have to like dig <laughs> no. for a dvd of it no one no one knew it. what shock treatment was 10 years ago yeah. <laughs> all right edge lore. the thing about the thing about like the like that being controversial 
is that it's only controversial to people who like Rocky Horror Picture Show slash are really into rockabilly. <laughs> and like who never grew out of their theater kid phase. People of... who are still yelling at Denny's at 11 p.m. after show nights. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> See, my, my theater club, it was it was Chili's. But it's, yeah, we were, yeah. The IHOP, IHOP here. It was always the Hillsborough Street IHOP. Well, thing is, I still work in the theater, but the difference is that adults, we're so tired at the end of a show, we just go home and pass out and don't talk to anybody. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Kids, we'll, well, you know, we'll, we'll do uh, five shows of uh, Midsummer Night's Dream and then just destroy an IHOP. Right. <laughs> adults will just not even look at each other after the show is done and just be like, fucking bye. Good. Yeah. Go to hell. Um, can so the I? Other... Oh, go ahead. Oh, can I? Can I talk real quick, just as a quick aside, about uh, Tilda Swinton's uh, filmography oh, up to this point? Please, it's because it's uh, a, yeah, it's a lot. In 2018, she was in the spectacularly racist Isle of Dogs, <laughs> uh, and then she was also <laughs> yeah. in Suspiria, uh, and then immediately in 2019, she does a complete 180. And she's in Avengers Endgame for no reason. What? Right? Well, there for a reason. What but is she? She what? plays like so. I rem- she plays she like plays the, the Doctor mentor Strange of lady. Doctor Strange. She was in Doctor Strange yeah. too. Professor Weird. Ooh. <laughs> yep, that's what that's what her name is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I fucking but it's just so weird to go from this to Avengers Endgame, a Disney movie. Well, Well, I mean, you know, the money's probably good. So here's the (laughs) the thing. There are two ways that that could have happened. One, she finished Suspiria and like waited a bit and then walked on to the set of uh, Avengers or three weeks before Avengers Endgame comes out, out, she shows up in the studio for 30 minutes uh, does her one scene and then gets like a paycheck and leaves. The scene was very long. I'm really? also willing to bet cash money that she <laughs> shot her stuff for Avengers before they shot Suspiria. I don't see yeah. I, because that movie took forever. I mean, you can do so much with computers these days. I can make I can make an Avengers like in Pro Tools. <laughs> you make a whole th- yeah in Pro Wait, Tools. No, you can't. What? <laughs> 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 I bet you that's not even Tilda Swinton. It's probably just Pro Tools. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it, it's first name Pro, last name Tools. Yeah. <laughs> um her so understudy. I wanted to uh, just I wanted to wrap up what I got on the original Suspiria to sort of lead up into our um the actual Suspiria we came here to discuss. Um Dustin, I have a question for you. Yes. So every single bit of dialogue in the original Suspiria is looped. Yes. Correct? Yes. Why? Why is that? My friend said that that was um, normal for Italian mm-hmm. films at the time to just completely ADR everything. Right. So why? Not, What's the logic Not that? only Italian films, but uh, many films that were shot overseas, particularly for English-speaking audiences. So here's essentially what happens, is that you cast a whole bunch of Italians to play Mm -hmm. like English speaking girls and they all sound super Italian and we're in the 70s so it's not nearly as um English is not as widespread as it is now in Europe so everybody Mm. sounds really Italian and is botching the language so it's easier to dub them over with people who speak English better but if you're going to do okay. that, I think the MO is, we'll just go ahead and redub everything so we're not just doing ADR except for Jessica Harper, because that would sound bizarre. 
Yeah, that would be out of place. Also, that makes sense. But also, it allows you a lot of more. Um, you have more control over your mix and over your mm -hmm. music and over your effects. So, but the problem is, it just looks like a bad Godzilla film. Um, yeah, that was the other. Th that was my other big problem with the movie. Is that I mean, it's I, it's not even the the um, ADR is the problem. It's just that the dialogue is not great. No. Right. It doesn't help <laughs> um, the fact that it's being delivered in a microphone in a small room where acting just does not happen. But there's also like yeah. a 20 minute scene near the end of the movie where a dude just explains everything that's happened in the movie <laughs> to Jessica Harper. Right. Which is like, where were you 30 minutes ago? Oh, guess what? There's <laughs> witches in the walls. And now you know this, even though you already knew this. Well, Here, let me show much... you this old man who will right. repeat what I just said. you be surprised <laughs> how much stuff is looped. Like, almost everything in the final scene in the new one is looped. Um, oh, interesting. You'd, you'd be surprised how much... But the problem is we're just better at it now. Yeah, yeah, and recording technology yeah. has, has... The thing also yeah. with the, the original Suspirious is they kept, they kept talking about pizza and at the piazza <laughs> and pasta, so they had to overdub it. <laughs> like, that's yeah. the actual... Sorry. Well, also, uh, it, it also, it's a lot easier to shoot a film without recording any sound on set. Um, it's yeah. fast. It's easy. You can scream at your actors. Um, <laughs> you can yell at your set technician like, pull the chandelier. Um, stab the woman. We need the more gels. the strings. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, um, ah, yeah, ah, and you mentioned that the, it makes it easier to mix, including, you know, like, having the music fit in there, which, um, can we talk about that original soundtrack? Girl, girl. Goblin. I re-listened to it this morning. shit. It is the scariest shit. You don't even need the movie to sit and listen to that album is fucking terrifying. I know, and it's like, so the visuals and how vibrant and, um, visceral the visuals are, plus the just like fucking bonkers prog rock like that's why it doesn't matter that there's no story and the dialogue is shit and like it doesn't matter like it truly doesn't yeah, it's matter very, it's very carpenter it's very 70s horror it's very silly yeah, yeah. And but there's also like a lot of like pre-noise rock right textures going on they're like there's like screaming there's like just like just... some diamanda gallus like throat yelling and screaming it's just flat out terrifying like the the they're just like i feel like comparing the original film to the 2018 film uh is impossible <clears throat> uh comparing the two soundtracks is also impossible they're just way too different well, what the way i described it last night is because tom york's score is is it's by no means minimalist but it's much simpler um, yeah, it's it's less um, in your and face. And it's barely there. I mean, more than half of the film has no music behind it at all. Which is strange because the sound rare. the soundtrack makes up half the length of the film. Well, you said it's like a hundred spooky sound <laughs> effects on tape, and so, they just ran it. So here's so here's my theory, and I'm sorry that I feel like Maze is only contribution so far has been to just pop in with racist italian jokes <laughs> i mean that's every episode gonna, that's that's par for the course for me where you're the past 18 hours you're com comparing the two scores the way i put it is that the goblin score from the original is an axe and the york score is a needle and both Ooh. are painful in different ways so Oh, that's such a good way of putting it because they are they're they're going for yeah. a similar thing but in totally different directions. Uh, God, I love that Goblin soundtrack though, and what a name for a band! Like that's 
that's great. Like, oh, who am I gonna who am I gonna get to score in my horror Goblin. movie? Oh, Goblin. It's like like oh, a Tangerine Dream scored legend. Like what? Right. <laughs> we need to just have weird synth acts score films again. I I've been wanting to do um I've always Nikki wanted Flowers to score is open for scoring. <laughs> yeah. I've always <laughs> I've always wanted to score um like a like a silent film like with with uh Tangerine Dream-esque synths. I I always thought that'd be kind of fun. I think someone um someone did that for Metropolis. I forget who. There but was there was like, like a synthy whole bunch of people. There was a so there's a couple versions of Metropolis and that's this is a long, every, everyone's that's a longer yeah. podcast, yeah. but it yeah. was like one version was a whole bunch of weirdo pop bands, and then the other one was just one dude scoring it. Yeah. I always thought that'd be fun. It would be fun. Hey, you know what isn't fun? <sighs> what? <laughs> Watching a girl completely contort her body but not die. <laughs> no. Ah! no! We're talking about the new Suspiria yeah. now. It's yeah. happening. Uh, well, before we talk about the new Suspiria, I want to talk about... Um, Apparently, in 2008, uh, the guy who directed Pineapple Express was going to direct the remake of Suspiria. Yeah, David Gordon Green. <laughs> what? Yeah. The, they were going to make all the characters smoke weed. Now, in, def- in <laughs> oh defense of David Gordon Green, he's ma- he's, it is, he has kind of that weird career where he started with like all of these really small art films and then falls backwards into a big, dumb pot comedy and then gets to do the fucking halloween remake or whatever oh, oh really yeah. reboot or wow. whatever the fuck sequel i mean i guess it's technically a sequel i guess you it, could kind of say the same thing about the suspiria remake a little bit like i don't know like well also because well, the thing with the original is that for sorry go ahead i'll say for nerd's sake david gordon green actually went to north carolina school of the arts really and his first his like student film was picked up by criterion collection that's wild. Ooh, so fuck. he was immediately like was, uh, George, hot, Wa- George, hot Washington. George Washington. He was immediately hot shit, and then was like, uh, "Psych." <laughs> <laughs> I want Pineapple Express on the Criterion Collection now. Borat voice. Wait, not... he, he did all the real girls. <laughs> Do you remember all the real girls? What the hell was that? Oh shit! Yeah, that was him. Wow. wow. What a career. Also, if we put Pineapple Express in the Criterion Collection, people who listen to Bell and Sebastian will be so angry about it. <laughs> Which is why we should do it. <laughs> right, exactly. That's, and people you say that like it's a bad thing. start listening to Bell and Sebastian. <laughs> it's going to ruin be a weird Bell and cultural Sebastian. Exchange. <laughs> they're going to they're going to flip uh flip uh flip spots. Anyway, let's I'm talk still, about Suspiria. I'm still so I'm sorry. I'm still so pissed off that there is no one in that band named Bell or Sebastian and it's like eight people and not two well, of them. Well, here's the thing about that band name. It's the twiest shit ever. It's like what's Disney care? Oh no! It came. It sounds like a fucking yeah. like 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 a shop that that sets up and you know like gentrifies like they sell like sandalwood. I think and they. Nothing I think else. they sell a lot of uh, seashell necklaces. It came from like a yeah from a children's book title. A fucking. So course. did Suspiria. Yes, <laughs> which is a well, really for right. size. Suspiria. Ah, hey, Suspiria. <laughs> The first one was called Suspiria. The first, the second Suspiria. one's just called Suspiria. You have to whisper yeah, they, they, it. It can't be spoken. <laughs> uh, what do we think about Suspiria 2018? So, I'll be honest. I only saw the first 45 minutes of oh, it. Oh, no. Because I just couldn't. I just couldn't. Oh, no. I'm very squeamish. I'm very, very squeamish. I 
couldn't even look at the gore in the original Suspiria, which is extremely tame comparatively. Yeah, some <laughs> um, shit happens this, in this, this film. film only ha- this film is like the, the ending is really violent, and then there's the body twisting, and the rest of it's like not really that violent. Yeah. Oh, well, so hmm, I no, can only the, judge. Yeah. I can only judge the first forty-five minutes of the film and the soundtrack. So did you get and, to the? Uh, did yeah. you get to the scene when the dancer contorts herself and breaks all her bones? That I think that's is, where they gave up. Yeah, yeah the that is so. Mark. Yeah. yeah, around there. So I. <laughs> well, you you're a trooper. So Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Well, hey, I tried. I really wanted to because I was like, well, I gotta watch it's it. It's the, the definitely podcast, the worst so. thing, and that's the most violent thing that happens in the film. For I'll, sure. I'll explain my my whole. Uh, uh, experience with 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 uh, with that moment in the film. So, um, what's your face, Sarah or Susie? What's the Susie. main character? Susie, because there is a, her friend is yes. Sarah, right? And I, I believe should have named them something different. The girl who gets all twisty, yeah, Pre- right. Yes. So Olga, yes. Olga, like blows up at Madame Blanc about uh, Patricia uh, being forced out of the academy. So she storms off. And then Madame Blanc, Tilda Swinton's character, does this, like, she she has uh, Susie do the dance that Patricia was supposed to do. And she, like, grabs her hand and touches her feet and this, like, strange light appears um, on her on her limbs, which I thought was interesting. Did Susie, could Susie see that or is that just for the audience? Uh, I don't know. Uh... So we're going to so we're going to spoil the hell out of the end of the film for you. Oh, that's fine. I'm not going to watch okay. it. I can't. I physically okay, can't. But to answer that question would spoil the end of the film for you. But uh, I don't care. Okay, so <laughs> yes to both. Okay. Okay. So, so she she does this like light magic on hands and feet on Susie and was like, okay, do the dance. And then Olga, we cut to Olga. She's trapped in this mirrored room um, and like. She can't stop crying. Wasn't that tears coming out of her eyes? I thought it was like something. So you know I, what I mean? So, like she, it's like she couldn't right, see, and like I she. I think there's this connection where she is because one of the witches is crying. Also, I think she's mm, actually right. crying that woman's tears. Right. Yeah. Like weird, she doesn't like mirroring physical stuff, and I think she's just starting to maybe mix her own tears with that witch's tears. Oh, that's interesting. So she's mirroring, she's she's mirroring the witch's tears. She's mir- mirroring Susie's dance while in a mirrored room. Yes. Like yes. <laughs> I love that shit. And also, mirrors and reflections was a big motif in the original too, which yeah, I, and, I, I and took note that, of. That a lot of that has to do with coming out of the world of dance and the world yeah, of ballet. exactly. It's everything's in front of mirrors, which is really and, interesting and very hard to film. Yes. Oh God, I can't even imagine. God. And okay, so Olga is in the mirrored room. Yes. Susie starts dancing. Mm-hmm. Olga starts dancing as well, except all her bones are in hell. <laughs> that is where I took off my glasses. This is what I do when I... <laughs> I'm very, very, um, very blind without my glasses. So if I'm seeing something upsetting, I just take off my glasses. I got the general gist of you it. Can hear I also it. took off one e- I took off one ear of my headphones and turned it down a little bit because the noises are very very gross and my stomach it's started. It's not hurt. a it's not a fun thing to see or hear. <laughs> it's extremely upsetting. The uh, point I, where it gets the worse is when the piss starts to happen. Oh, <laughs> uh, the piss. Yeah, if I, I, had so. I was fine with all the protruding ribs. It's when she peed her pants that I said, this is just too when much. Her, yeah, and when her jaw is completely starts coming mm-hmm. unhinged and you hear Ooh. the cracking, fine. The pissing, that's where I lost it. 
<laughs> um, so Patricia's like doing this like voodoo shit unknowingly on Olga, and her and Olga's body is being contorted. In she should be dead, but she's not. Which is like, which is really, the worst really should be part dead. of all of this. That's the worst part of it, right? Is that like that body cannot be in those shapes without you dying, but she is alive. But the witches are like, and so, no, we're not done with you. Right, yeah. and then Susie, she finishes the dance, and I was like, oh, thank God, that's over. They cut back to the mirrored room, and all of the um, all of the other witches uh, start plunging giant hooks into her body, and that is when I closed uh, the tab yeah, to which up the movie was hooks. playing. So here, so I you and didn't, I, Nikki, I couldn't. Yeah, that's when I every time I watch the film, I just turn my head. There's something about knives and carving in the skin where I'm just like, nope. Don't want to see it. Don't want to hear it. I will wait until the scene is over. So I, I also, I know why this scene is even more horrifying. Um, that you may not have noticed is that. Oh no. Um, it's believe it or not, it it's Tom York's fault. Um, <laughs> what? So what? she's huh? dancing. What did he do? So Susie, so Susie <laughs> is dancing to music upstairs. But when you cut to the mirrored room, it is silent. So you get this disembodied notion because it's com- all you hear are the body parts breaking. You don't uh, hear the music until they cut back upstairs to the dance studio. Uh, so yeah, it's, a yeah. really j- it, you, it's probably something most people don't notice, but most of the scariest scenes in this movie have no music behind them at all. Yeah. So you can... That, well, I mean, that was kind of the same thing with the original. It's like, when Goblin stopped, I was like, oh, fuck, what's yeah. going to happen? <laughs> so part of it... Like when yeah. that lady fell into that ball pit with a bunch of uh, the barbed wire, the barbed <laughs> yeah, the wire, bar- the room full, the room dedicated to loose barbed wire. <laughs> it's like they just <laughs> shut down that Chuck E. Cheese real fucking right. fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But there are several yeah, scenes so where that's... York's music not being there. I mean, it's not there for eighty percent of the film. There is actually not. No. There is not a. So one thing. We have to well, maybe be... you just don't notice it. I mean, oh, I... I, but I was watching. I, I, you know, I watched <laughs> the shit. I'm like, where's the music? Twenty minutes with nothing except the yeah. opening song. But one thing we have to be Which, really oh, man, clear about song. is that there are songs, and then there's score, and then there's sound effects. Yeah. So how I, right. how I, for, so, couple things. One, Nikki, I'm sorry that that was a rough watching experience for you. I'm kind of, te- uh, I'm kind of know. tempted to just say start the movie over from right after that scene but honestly if it's too much it's too much uh yeah i'm kind of ending I'm ain't better. <laughs> the ending ain't better it's less it's less personal it's, le- it's less i was about to say it's less it's gratuitous but that is a lie um see i blood is interesting it's the gore i can handle a little bit better than the just outright body horror of it's the scene in which I quit. It's it's like the fly. Yeah, I can't. Oh man, that's a movie I also quit midway. Yeah, through. yeah the fly I can't <laughs> yeah, do it's either. Super it's, it's I, I'm a big baby when it comes to horror movies, so it's great that I'm doing a podcast the, the, episode the, about two the, horror movies. The end of the movie, which is shot like a bad uh, Halo play. It's shot like bad video game. Let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. I'm, I'm very the, excited to talk about that. But musically, <laughs> um. That one's the thing that makes that one creepy is that it's got a Tom York love ballad. Not love, but it feels like a love ballad yeah, playing exactly. over all the exploding heads. Yeah. Oh, do you know which one? Uh, it's called Unmade, which was written for the oh, film. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think all his songs were, these are original songs, yeah. right? Mace? Yes. 
Yes, they are all. No, they're uh, they're Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, that's what it was. That's why they couldn't get the Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> but wow. yeah, they're they're all original songs by Tom York, written I'm assuming in between uh, a moon shaped pool and anima. Anime, which we'll get to anima. Yeah, Ooh. anime. Uh, but, this was. They were all. I read that they were all written before the movie was even like in production. Oh yeah, so Luca was able to play all the music actually on the um, at the set. But there's and, love, there's uh, also yeah. like 15 pieces of music that are not Tom York. Um, there's like lots of cla- yeah. But what's cool about it is his stuff blends so seamlessly with the classical pieces that you can't tell what belongs to who, and you can't tell mm. what is his score and what is a sound effect. And that's really good music writing is when it blends so perfectly and seamlessly with the other stuff going on that it doesn't call attention to itself. Right, yeah, like, nothing jumps out it's at you. It's not a is, showy score. Is this is not Tom York going, hey, look at me, I'm writing a movie score. There's none of that. <laughs> I don't think he, I don't think he's capable of doing that. No. <laughs> no. Did you, um, did you guys know that uh, the, the first time Tom York was approached to do a a movie score was, and you fucking get this, um, it was supposed to be, he was supposed to score Fight Club. Yes, but that, I didn't know that, <gasps> and that makes a terrible all, plan. Well, well. I kind of love that, I though. love that idea. I kind of, hmm. That would actually be great. I think that would make, I mean, not that the movie is bad. It has a, it has a reputation that sort of, like, kind of mars it a little bit. But the movie's not. It's it's a good movie. It's fine. It just, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's not like a masterpiece like a lot of dude bros like well, the claim it is. With the it's Dust good. Brothers is who ends up scoring that film. Yeah, that's way weirder. Yes. Right. <laughs> but I think. I mean, that fits. That definitely fits. It it Wait, it, didn't it, the it Dust Brothers. It, it fits in a way that feels more like it fits with, with more like a like a like a. It's a very nineties score. And I feel like around yeah. this time, Radiohead it's got the pixies in it. Well, yeah, but like Radiohead yeah. was starting to move away from you know this kind of sound and go into like you know Kid A territory. Yeah, and also they were. They, I think the only reason Tom said no is because he was wiped out from doing Okie Computer yeah. touring. Which, if you've seen Meeting <laughs> People Is Easy, that completely makes sense. It is. It is the, it yeah. is the saddest and yet most honest uh, music documentary I've ever seen. Precisely. What, Suspiria? Yes. Yeah, Suspiria is a Radiohead documentary. Do you know, do you know the Dust Brothers produced a They Might Be Giants yes, album? Yes, I did. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they produced uh, The Else in 2007. It's it's very... Huh. Tiny antidote. I, I paid for my copy of that album at a Best Buy <laughs> with a char of quarters. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. my sister took me to buy the album and she was just really really disappointed in me wait can we can we um tell can, can i talk about the dust brothers history real yes. quick yeah i mean this whole episode is is one jo- uh, giant jazz, tangent, baby. So. Alexa. <laughs> yes this is a jazz episode of picking up Alexa, play good. black <laughs> jazz playing uh jazz <laughs> Uh, so the Dust Brothers are famous for Paul's Boutique by the Beastie mm-hmm. Boys, yeah. uh, the three '90s albums by Beck, Odelay, Midnight Vultures, and Guero. Well, Guero came out in like 2005, right? So, yeah, uh, but Beck is—he uh, yeah. was still in the '90s in 2005. I I love Beck. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk shit. Um, uh, the soundtrack to Fight Club, 
and Mbop by Hanson. Nice. Yeah, no. that makes sense. That should have no been no shit, really. And then they also he they also did uh, Supernatural by Santana. <laughs> oh, you're oh, forgetting. Okay, it's that. actually called Mbop parentheses the love theme from Fight Club. The love theme from Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> they did fucking Supernatural. Holy, holy shit! That's actually wow. It's actually hilarious. Also, Tenacious D's self-titled album. Really? Uh, a track a track on a Lincoln Park album. Yep, that makes sense. And they might be giants. Yeah. It's- just doesn't fit. <laughs> they just did whatever. Yeah, I kind of I like that though. So you're talking about you're talking about is it called anima? Anima. Anim, not enema, but anima, not enema. Not enema, not anime. So the year of anima, he's nominated for four Grammys. One of those Grammys is for Suspiria. He's nominated oh, for best song from visual media. So basically, best movie song for Suspiria. I think is the, is that the yeah. opening title track? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he gets a Grammy nomination for that, and three for Anima. So they were all happening wow. kind of concurrently. Of course, he didn't win any of it. Yeah, it went to uh, yeah, yeah, because he sucks. Um, Lady Annabellum. So full of shit. Let's see. Best song written for visual media. We cannot go down this rabbit hole. We've barely talked about the film. Talked about the film. He actually didn't. He didn't win it because um, Johnny Greenwood is in cahoots with the uh, with the Grammy. Uh, uh, judges <laughs> and there's only one room there's only room for one ra- member of radiohead doing soundtracks in this town it's, kind of, it's wow. kind of a shame because they then have to go still be a band together yeah there's a lot of bad blood it's fine <laughs> maze what did you oh, think oh, oh it it went to lady gaga for um a star is born oh shallow yeah. yeah oh god i'm so fucking no that makes sense i, I loved a star is born actually i thought it was pretty good <laughs> Good. I Actually, it went. To, it, I just it got went sick to of I'll never it. love again. Actually, wait, what? Yeah, not shallow. Because huh. it was the next year. Because one was for the movie, one was for the album. It's uh, it's weird shit. Anyway, that's who he lost it to. Oh, I had a I had a question Randy asked at me. What happened? Do- Randy Newman, Dolly Parton. See, here's Beyonce the Beyonce. So here's York the and Lady Gaga. Here's the problem: is we've invited someone on the podcast who is basically a little computer boy when it comes to award shows. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Um, Maze, what did you think of Suspiria 2018? Here's my thing, and uh, Nikki and I decided to talk about this before the show because I, um, since we're going to do a freeform episode, yeah. um, I love the songs on the soundtrack. I love what Tom York did to the songs on the soundtrack and how he just kind of uh, mangled them in his cute little way. Um, <laughs> however... I would be content never seeing this movie again. Fair. It was fine, but I will never see it Fair. again. Uh, yeah. I am also very squeaky. Uh, I get very, um, very creeped out and a lot of gore. And then I kind of, I had to stop when the contortion scene <laughs> happened. You were also like, no, never again, not finishing this. <laughs> and then this morning I get up at 7.20 a.m. because my alarm is always set to 7.20 a.m. That's um, weirdly specific. A, yeah, I know, to a Discord message uh, where my friend Bran, a uh, friend of the show Bran, uh, was selling turnips for 550 oh, bells. God damn it. So I got up and I was here at the <laughs> computer and I was like, I might as well finish Suspiria. Uh, and then I finished Suspiria, and absurdly, I had just a cinnamon roll after that. I, wow, you even ate. Yeah, I thought that I, I, I thought that I could eat, 
And I mean, I, I did. want a big rare wow. steak at that point. <laughs> big juicy rare Enjoy steak. Uh, calzone filled with the marinara sauce, <laughs> <laughs> the spicy marinara. So D- Dustin and uh, I are about to look like a couple of pervert sickos over here. Uh, hey, that's fine. It three. So I've s- seen it three times. I've seen it twice. So here's the thing. Here's okay. the thing. Um, yeah. I don't have a list of 2018 films in front of me. Uh, Suspiria 2018 is my favorite movie of 2018. Uh, I mean, really I really love can, this movie. I can see why. Because <laughs> like, we're it, fucks. We're twisted fucks. No, no, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, you're fucked. But I mean, like, I can <sighs> see why this would be, like, up there in, like, the best movies of 2018. Because yeah, the first, it makes sense. Before the, the horrible terrible olga incident which is i think the original title of the movie yeah um i really liked what it was doing with the original because the original like i said there is no story so it took what what little story there was and was like all right let's let's actually flesh this out and turn this into like a narrative like with the the political up Upheaval yeah. in Berlin. What is it? The what do they call it? The German Autumn or whatever. It was, right? the, it was the the Butter Meinhof affair. The the um the the uh, hostage thing. Right. Yeah. I thought that was a really clever. Like I guess I didn't really see what that thematically had to do with the whole witch coven thing. But I we I talked about that last night. Yeah. I, I I didn't. I don't think it really like has anything to do with the actual like main themes of the movie. But I liked. That they were trying to make this feel, I don't know, like it had any sort of narrative, unlike the original. <laughs> a, pe- a piece of my tooth just chipped off. What? what? That was that sound? <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Did yeah. Did just happen? Yeah, what that the just hell? Are you, oh, what? Are you okay? Which yeah, tooth? Yeah, I'm fu- uh, my, my left buck tooth. Uh, <laughs> ironically, it's the one that... Uh, it's your lucky tooth. <laughs> ironically, it's the one that I chipped... All the fucking time when I was younger. Wow. So you just how does that work? Do you do you get Suspiria like Suspiria did this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, the so, witches. There's someone <laughs> dancing next door. <laughs> Someone's so doing that... a, a very violent teeth dance. <laughs> so that tooth's fucked. Uh anyway. Wow. Uh yeah, I I love that film. It's uh it's I am a big fan. Some of my favorite movies are the movies where the people making it just fucking go for broke. Uh, we're going to make something that is very specific and very niche and very weird. Yeah. And it's going to alienate a whole bunch of people, but who cares? Uh, and then you're going to make Call Me By Your Name. And No, this is this, this was is after. Yeah, this is after, yeah. Name. Oh, this was after. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this the same guy? Yeah, mm-hmm. same guy. Wow. Uh, wow He's leading into some gay movies. <laughs> this This is the gayest movie this is like this movie's less tastic well you got first off call me by your name is not a gay movie it is a straight movie starring with, with gay, gay characters thank you yeah yeah that, it was for straight people let's be honest but this movie is like straight people love call me by your name les- mm-hmm. a beautiful <laughs> fest, this movie. call <laughs> me by your name made me so fucking angry when i saw it it was it's just such a just this is just my tiny little rant about call me by your name it hey, go just, ahead. it's such a gross voyeuristic cold film surrounded by warm light 
Yeah. It's it's a it's got a cold, boring heart surrounded by some really good visuals. It's live action yaoi for fifty year old straight white women. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. It's live action yaoi. Oh, I think I think that's the subtitle of this episode, live action yaoi. That's 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 perfect. Great. Thanks. Yeah. Well, it's um, yeah. live action yaoi for people who um for people who have Elizabeth Warren Green in their profile pictures still. <laughs> <laughs> what I love I'm about supportive. that What I love about I'm an that ally. is that that shade of green as they were trying to be like, oh, you know, the Statue of Liberty. It's not even the right shade of green. Like they yeah. just didn't get it. But I, I will say, Call Me By Your Name works really well with the sound off, because them boys are fucking pretty. Then some cute boys. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give them that. I'll give them but that. But that's it. No, uh, I'll give them more than that, but like... No, I'll give it more than that. <laughs> oh my god. This is such a fucking boring movie. Yeah. Uh, so wait, what were we talking about? Sus- we were Suspiria. talking about Suspiria. By oh, Radiohead. Right. Yeah. By Radiohead. <laughs> uh, they should do a movie. Like, they should make their own... They should direct and write and produce and everything. Spice World, but Radiohead? <gasps> yes! Oh my god, that would be amazing. Spice Hell World yeah. is... No, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. No, 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 no. Spice World. No, the Spice good movie. World. Spice you had it World. First. Not the bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's my a good god. movie, not a bad movie. Hello! Uh, oh, hello? Oh, is oh god. Is hello? Fucking... Hello! Is this... Don't <laughs> tell me. It is me, Italian Tom York! Ah! Uh, well, uh, bon- Bonjourno, uh, Mr. Italian Tom York. Bonjourno, welcome to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I want no part of this. <laughs> um, I'm taking well, my name off. Of hey, this. well, it's it's great that you showed up for. Would uh, you our- like to know how I got to do the movie? <laughs> uh, this is a movie that is half in German. Yeah, it's it, Italian. It German. <laughs> but, yeah, so Italian Tom York, tell us about the uh, the production of Suspiria. You just gotta let him do this. So I was in the piazza, <laughs> okay. and I was in my shoes. In what you kind say. of shoes? <laughs> I was in my shoes, okay. and I was walking in the piazza, holding a big pizza. Yeah. And Luca Guadagino, I see him, and he tells me, "Tom, you must, you must do my horror movie. I just did the worst movie." <laughs> and I say no. Oh, you said no. Interesting. No. no Johnny you... would not allow me. Italian Johnny. Yes, we are two different people. <laughs> right. There's Wait, Tom so hold York on. And I'm sorry. Tom York. Right. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. So Wait, you is are there an, an entire Italian Radiohead? <laughs> yes, Radiohead. <laughs> do, <laughs> do you are you do you exist on the same plane? Like, what's the what's no. the situation? So you're in a different. No, you're, no, you're not different. No. no. <laughs> oh boy, God. Oh, he's worse than Tom York when he calls. No in. questions. I suck oh. at a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> You okay. suck at a lemon. I, hey, you know what? You, I could I could hang up on you, Italian Tom. Well, could I? I don't know. How are you even calling in? Suck at a lemon. God damn it. <laughs> Do you... <sighs> so years pass, and Jesus. Luca, I see him. He asked me again. Do and you want you to s- do my horror movie? I can't get I a word. God. No. All right, so but I did you, it. God, I, <laughs> Italian Tom York, you're really, really testing my patience here, buddy. 
what at what point like when did you when did you say yes let's get to the point 1996 that's a long time ago it took so long it took you like that long what what was the holdup? why did it take you that long to write all those oh, songs oh the pizza's burning i have to go god damn it hey what's up what i miss oh god absolutely nothing <sighs> italian tom york called in fucking bullshit i he's it's not even worth i hate him I honestly know. this is the first time i've interacted with him fuck him i hope he never comes back I hope he was just a one-off character because we're talking about Italians. Right, and it was like the bit was fine and it was and it, great but like, do we need him? Does he need yeah, us? I, I, I don't think so. Uh, you know, hey, whatever. Hey y'all, my entire uh, buck tooth as a result of uh, Tom York, uh, Italian Tom York showing up, uh, fell out. What? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Oh. Uh, I mean, no, he would was, do that. He, it would, that's he would do that. He uh, he threw, he threw a very stale calzone at me. <laughs> he sounds insufferable. Yeah, he was no good. He was no good. He um, was rotten. What were we talking about before we were Italian interrupted? Italian interruptus. Suspiria. We were talking about Suspiria. I have a question. I want to know what everybody thinks about the the opening track. Um, what's interesting is that Sufjan Stevens did. Call me by your name, mm-hmm. and this okay. opening track has some serious Sufjan vibes. A little bit, yeah. Um, it's a little first, Sufi, you know. The first time I saw it, I was like, "Did he use Sufjan Stevens again?" I was like, oh, "No, you fucking pedestrian." <laughs> um, but I, I like it because it's kind of this little waltzy lullaby that lets you know, like, it's creepy, but it's pretty. What, what are you? Y'all know Radiohead. Well, what this are your is a waltz. About, yeah. What are your yeah. thoughts about this piece? This um, is pretty well, in line. Yeah, this this is this is a this is a really pretty classic Tom ballad. Like this is um I'm trying to think here. It's a talent. Um, it's a ta- God damn it. I it's like a- I like that I like that Tom lets you know the what kind of music you're listening to with the first lyrics of the songs, but he's just telling you this is a waltz. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very helpful. And thank you, Tom. Um I like it. And you know me, I'm not huge on most ballads. No. Um, but this one is is really beautiful and um, very chilly. It's I would not put it, creepy. Yeah, but it's it sort of it's sort of it's easing you in. I would put it in the school of like Codex, Give yeah. Up the Ghost, uh, like Glass Eyes stuff like that. Real real solid ballads. Yeah, it's, um, it's a weird. The creepiest thing about the song is those weird major keys that Radiohead are so good at using sparingly but just like those weird major key transitions back into the minor it's that's what creeps me out yeah more than more than the minor keys which is great i love when that happens (laughs) i i think that the the music that he wrote for this album for this sorry for this uh movie is it's like well i mean it's an album i guess it could be it could be considered that i mean i didn't watch the movie fully but i did fully listen to the soundtrack as if it were its own album which was great i had fun uh it is it's really 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 beautiful and if it had been released just as a plain tom york solo record it would have been great oh absolutely 25 tracks on the cd i could not count 25 sound cues and the music cues in that film yeah, where did these all go? There's a whole other extra, <laughs> like, unused music album, too. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but we're... 
I mean, we could talk about the whole soundtrack, but we're already at the hour mark, and I don't... (laughs) No, we're not going to do that. So what we're doing is we're just going to talk about um, what? Like, just the handful of songs where Tom is... um... Singing. Yeah. So, uh, Suspirium, the opening ballad that starts the film. Pretty Uh, solid. Yeah, pretty good. I like it. It honks. It does honk. It honks. It It doesn't fuck. It sets the tone perfectly. It it does exactly what its job is to do, which is to set the tone. Mm-hmm. And then there is Has Ended, which I think got a music video and everything, which is oh. weird. What, what scene is that? Really? That is the scene where the camera is following. That's the scene where all the witches are voting for who's going to be their next oh, leader. It's like a yeah. pop song. It's, it's like, like this weird kind of trip hop. Yeah. I love the bass on that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's got yeah, a that, nice groove to it. That song's got like, it's like this kind of jazz bluesy, we're hanging out in the kitchen kind of thing, which is what they're doing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What's really cool about that song is that it shows how much York has not just written songs and they stuck them in the film. He is following what the director is doing. Like, even as the camera pulls out of the room, the music starts to fade out. Like, it's he's really paying attention to what the movie is trying to do. He pulled an opposite Neil Young. Wait, Wait, what did what what did Neil Neil Young do? So, okay, I got silence. I got a weird look from Dustin. So crickets. That means I need to. (laughs) Got to hear about Neil Young. (laughs) Yeah. So, so Jim Jarmusch made a film called Dead Man. Oh, Oh, right. And uh, Neil Young scored the film, and what he did to score the film, which did we talk about this on the episode I was? (laughs) I feel like I feel like we've I've either had this conversation with you or Mace or. Yeah, whatever. Tell it anyway. This this will this will be my this Nikki. This will this will be my this will be my calling card. Uh, yeah. <laughs> every time I show up, hey, did you know that Neil Young scored Dead Man by watching the film and playing the guitar? <laughs> Wait, seriously? Like he? Yeah, he yes. played along with it. Yes. Oh no. Was it was it improvised or did he? Was he? It, it was pretty much improvised. Oh, that's well, that's so how cool. film composers work. They just then go back and clean it up. Yeah. Yeah, I a hundred percent brought this up on the Amnesiac episode. Why? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a how cool little. We, how did we? How did we get on talking about Italians? Because Italians directed this movie and also did the score, and they're very, very <laughs> funny to talk about, and they're funny they are. accents. It's not racist, and they're big it's mustaches, to make and they're pizza pies. <laughs> Uh, I have to yell it to myself in the mirror every morning. It's not racist to make fun of Italians. <laughs> this reminds because me because you are Italian. Yes. This reminds me of uh, like it's up there with like the good uh, scores. Uh, the other good score being um, David Byrne's score from uh, uh, True Stories. <laughs> oh fuck! There's yeah. only two oh, good wait, scores. Uh, 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 hold on, hold on, guys. You mentioned true stories, so a little uh, there is a little uh, vibration in the back <laughs> this of my is head. Al Riggs' favorite film. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's it is also in my, my favorite top five. Film. <laughs> yes. There's a whole episode in there. Uh, yeah, it does kind of remind me of that, where you've got the songs and the score kind of falling into each other. Yeah, I think it was weird that in Suspiria they also had all the songs performed by John Goodman, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they also scene- they also did Radiohead the song, which was like <laughs> kind of like on the nose a little bit and didn't fit at all. <laughs> and when they got to the line of picking up something good, the logo for your podcast showed up on the screen. Like for forty five I mean, minutes, I was thrilled. Yeah, I was thrilled, but I just, I didn't agree with the artistic direction that the movie took when it was just our podcast logo. 
Are y'all getting money for that? No. No. Man. That's the thing. No, like it's, Tilda keeps it. it was... Well, Nikki, I'm just upset <laughs> they cut your scene. I know. I worked so hard, and I twisted my body in all sorts of shapes. They weren't the right uh, shapes. They weren't the right shapes. They needed to be. They need every every of the shapes. They needed to be in the right place. I bent my I bent my thumb back. Uh, you know, like you can do if you have fucked up joints. And they were like, "Yeah, that's kind of cool, I guess." Well, I don't know. Let's get this it conversation didn't... open again, uh, which is the oh. <laughs> the third song that Tom York sings on for uh, Suspiria. So yeah, has ended. It fucked, and it was uh very um uh had a groove. Open again dark very very different yeah a little spooky jam i wish it was longer i feel like it kind of uh i mean i know it's like for a movie and it's scoring like a scene but it kind of didn't there was no um what's the word i'm looking for it didn't go anywhere um like structurally it didn't slap and i don't know which where in the film did this one pop up i can't remember i none of can't tell you (laughs) it's called open Open again? again I, I, I we're just all collectively looking on our phones. Yeah, I'm. Uh, oh, I'm checking I'm actually, Animal Crossing. I'm waiting for you guys. I'm to calling tell me. Tom right now. I'm asking. Like, no, no, no. Again. We don't need another interruption. <laughs> the open again is kind of fault. So I had a theory about the construction of this soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my theory is there's actually three scores happening at the same time, and hmm. uh, one is a one is songs. Of which there are seven or yep. six, if you if you don't count the sort of reprise of uh, Suspirium. Uh, two is a really beautiful, uh, spooky, uh, ethereal music. Oh yeah, and, the real uh, synthy stuff. Yeah, and uh, all the really great piano uh, stuff that's on the album uh, on the uh, score, like Volk, is really beautiful. Um, and then uh, the third one is. Uh, one of those uh, CDs of a hundred Halloween spooky sound effects, <laughs> right? To throw on during your Halloween party. And what's weird about the album of the soundtrack is that everything's out of order. Like the album opens with the hooks, hmm. and the hooks are a part of the score. This is everything. All right. Where's everyone? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, I thought you were talking. I'm just, I'm just taking it all in, you know, just really. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, you it's smell where, that. It's that's a it's, score. Uh, yeah, open again is in one of the choreography rehearsals. Oh, so it's just, it's very in the background. Oh. It's okay. not trying to be up in everybody's face, and it's a very short scene. Yeah, I mean, given Hence the song the is short the shortest song. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Um. So yeah. Right? So it's fun little spooky jam. Yeah. I mean, unmade is next. I didn't have a segue for that one. Ooh, girl, <laughs> I love it. That's a- I love that song. That's I love on my head explodes. Yeah, that fucking rules. So, Nikki, the end of the film. Okay. I just want to just get to the end real quick before we talk about Unmade because it's the 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 biggest scene in the film. Yeah. End of the film is uh you fi- is this ritual being put on by all of the witches and the students who are hypnotized. Okay. Uh, in order to do a sort of transfer of power from uh. Madame, Madame Blanc to the big goopy uh, old lady Mother Marcos, uh, Mother Marcos right? Uh, who's also the, like, played hundreds of year a, old witch, right? Yeah, who's like under the floor, right? Um, who's also played by Tilda Swinton, um, but like with no makeup. Wow, she did. <laughs> 
So she did uh, Madame Blanc and the and the Goopy Witch. Yeah, and she and the little old man. Yeah, and no, the... that was a, no, that was an old. Oh, man. Oh, that was a yeah. Wait, uh, what? Really? Yeah, that was an old man. That was a regular the, old the, man. The, the psychologist from the beginning of the movie. No, that was an old yes. man. Yeah. I did not know that that was Tilda Nikki, Swinton. Are you that, fucking that with is, me? That is legit Tilda Swinton. Yeah, that's yeah. Tilda oh, Swinton. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> under a, under a different name. They they went. They did a whole thing where they pretended it was an old man who had died. I, they were gonna say he died. Huh. It's <laughs> Tilda Swinton playing Meryl Streep playing a little. <laughs> I mean, she it, she should have won a, a, an Oscar for that because holy shit. Yeah. Uh, old, old man Tilda Swinton is there as a witness just to make sure that the ritual is uh, a success. Laying naked. So she's three different characters in the yeah. scene. Yeah. Wow. Uh, regular Peter Sellers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no kidding. Uh, I wasn't she, kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm very serious. <laughs> what Al's trying to say is there's this big creepy witchy ceremony mm-hmm. in which uh, everyone ends up dying by like their heads explode into but, blood. But here's the thing that gets us there is that you find out the entire time that Susie is the personification of Mother Mother Suspirium, the ultimate witch, yeah, like the ultimate mother uh, witch. Why? Like, and she came, and like she was like born as a demon, and that's why she was always drawn to come to Berlin, and and she just takes over, huh. and she, she blows she blows up the heads of everyone who voted uh, against Madame Blanc. And during this is this wow. ballad while she's Unmade. walking around the room in this weird, shaky, handheld cam. The room's bathed in red light. Everyone is completely full frontal naked. Okay. Including the old man that is played by Tilda Swinton. Fully. They gave her a penis and everything. They gave her a pee-pee. It, yeah, it was a, it was a pee-pee. Um, and she's going around blowing up all these heads and like being really gentle and motherly. And there's this song playing. And I'm like, this is strangely beautiful and sad and not icky like you thought it would be yeah yeah huh oh what a fucking movie huh yeah yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of sad that i i can't watch it <laughs> like I, I wish i wasn't so squeamish i don't know because like that's the kind of thing that like the whole thing uh where Susie is like the reincarnation of like an ancient old witch that's the kind of shit that the original needed yes, yes. like it needed something well, their twist was the women are witches. Yeah, right. Oh, that's, also, which I also, guess in 1977, I guess witches didn't maybe exist. had more also, impact. Like one of the coolest scenes in the film, actually, Nikki, uh, because you didn't get there. Uh, the woman who played uh, Susie uh, in the original film uh, uh, comes back oh. and, pl- and plays the wife of uh, old man Tilda Swinton. Yes. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, Jessica that... Harper rolls in for like five minutes. Yeah, it is little like, cameo. Yeah, and it's when she showed up on screen. Like I, when I first saw it, I wanted to start clapping. Like, yes, it's her. It oh, has that's been awesome. ordained. <laughs> and the scene that she appears in is like, absolutely beautiful, until it's not. Until it just like the everything falls in over itself. It's it's fucked up. And Tom York yeah. helps it because whenever he has these old man themes, like this really like beautiful kind of Eastern European violins mm-hmm. and really low cello stuff. He has these beautiful string themes that seem they feel like they came out of another movie and another composer. So he's also got these really beautiful, sad, like we're out here in the snow being sad and British kind of things <laughs> um, that are really effective. 
He actually, and that's one of the them. old man themes yeah. came from when he would actually sing them to old men in the park in Oxford, unprompted. <laughs> <laughs> While they were and playing then, chess and then, or whatever. And then a weird sort of inverse of a clockwork orange, the old men are the one who beat up Tom York. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's why he's so sad to this day. Precisely. The end. No, I'm just kidding. We're still going. It's that SpongeBob meme. How many times have we got to teach you this lesson? Old man. Uh, well, the universe is indifferent to uh, old men beating up Tom York, ooh, so... got it! <laughs> yeah, ooh. Ooh, I like this. I don't remember when it was in the film. Me either. I don't know. It's, um, this is... The universe is indifferent is like if Johnny arranged strings, but if he was fucked up. Yeah. If he was angry at the strings. Like if he, like, fought them. Oh, I hate you, cello. Oh, it's me. It's me, it's Johnny like Greenwood. I hate, I hate the cello. Oh, it's like a big violin. Uh, it's stupid. My, da- my dad's not around, so I can fight it. It's a I'm violin gonna... what you grip with your leg. I hate it. I, I, I crush it between my legs. Precisely. Like Susan Sarandon in The Wishes of Eastwick. Yeah. There's no real difference between a viola and a violin. I hate this. <laughs> It kind of, the sound kind of reminded me, uh, there's a guitar player I love, William Tyler, uh, who, uh, when I saw him open for Lamb Chop a few years ago, did this thing which haunts me to this day that I've been trying to do with other music uh, today. He, like, with a looping pedal on and everything, he took, like, one of those plastic hand fans... Hmm. Um and just like had the fan run up against the strings. Oh, interesting. And it would just create this this rapidly plucking drone, and that's what this reminded me of. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's creepy. It and is freaky. It's freaky and creepy and kooky. Oh, mysterious and, and spooky, much yeah. like uh, Pablo Honey. Um. <sighs> <sighs> Scarier than Suspiria, I, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's talk about the uh, Suspir- Suspirium finale. I was about to say Suspirium. God. <laughs> um, when was this in the movie again? This is just, this is a credit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like this. I, I said, it's like if you took the first song and blasted it into a cave of ghosts. And this is what would echo back at you. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. It's the coolest fuller, kind of cave. I think it's a gorgeous version of it. It is. It really, it really opens it up. Yeah, it's 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 an out there version of the first one. Um, it and by this time of the movie, you're ready for an out there version of whatever the fuck's been going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You need. I can. I, I I read a little bit of the plot synopsis, and from what you've told me, you kind of need to just fucking blow that shit up. You know. Yeah. This also like it. It's also kind of like a breath of fresh air after all that. Uh, because this, those scenes, like the ending goes on for what, like half an hour or something like that, maybe? Yeah. And the big ritual. there's like, Ooh. hearing that Tom York song at the end, you're just like, oh, glad that's over. And while you're watching the credits. We and made this it. lullaby <laughs> thing that's like, go back to your cars now. It's fine. There's nothing in your backseat. It's time you to go, go back to now. the movies. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm I'm ready for the the chip in my head to tell me when to go back to the movies. <laughs> Honestly, I would love to be yeah. back at the movies right now. 
America I... loves the movies. America loves the movies. The movies. <laughs> the movies. <laughs> See? Anyway. A little popcorn, a little, uh, little junior uh, mint. It's me. Uh, so do, do we feel like Tom York should and or will continue to score films? I think he should. I think he should. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, why the fuck not, you know? Should Tom York write a musical and or opera? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yes, but not because I want it, but because it just, it should exist. <laughs> Does that make sense? No one wanted Moving Out, the Billy Joel musical. Oh my god, that's right, that does Until exist. Until <laughs> they saw it, and then they realized they needed but it. But what if Tom now. York did Moving Out? Like, what if he just covered the entirety of Moving Out? <laughs> it's all piano. Yeah. He could do it. He could, I mean, He's got time. Any, as, we, as we all know, anyone who knows how to play the piano can play any song that's on the piano. Precisely. Anyone can play Particularly piano. Particularly Billy Joel. Particularly Moving Out, Anthony's <clears throat> song. The love theme from Fight Club. <laughs> this, really, this really is an Italian episode. <laughs> a bottle of red, a bottle of white. Apparently, um, Billy Joel isn't Italian. What? what? Yeah. It's all a facade. Are no. you kidding? Apparently, he's no. not Italian. What is Hold he on. then? He's probably from like St. Louis or something. Oh, he's a big faker. That's what he is. No. I'm going to type in Billy Joel not Italian. And it's going to be like the Pen 15 Club. <laughs> Hold on. Billy Joel. Billoy. Billoy Joel. I mean, he's from the Bronx. So he's got that going for him, at least. No. <laughs> Billy Joel. He's Jewish. Italian? He's not Italian. Huh. Oh, actually, no. Here's what Tom York should do. Tom York needs to compose a ballet. He's Jewish. Holy shit. And yeah, German. Billy Joel's like, Jewish. He, he, he's Jewish and German. but you... And British. And what? British. And Italian. <laughs> and an alien from Mars, <laughs> and Billy Joel, and he's also Billy Joel. But I he's think also fake, Tom York in I mean, a mask. Look at the fact that Tom York wrote Volk. Yeah, the song and the film. He could totally write a ballet. Oh, 100 percent. Agreed. Absolutely, he would be great for composing a modern ballet. I'm also a oh. dance critic, so I'm nerding out. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean that's. I mean this movie was for you then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was so built for one. you. <laughs> this movie was made for me. That's the best thing about this film is that the original film you just kind of see them go and dance practice like once or twice in the film. This movie is literally about dancing. It actually. Like the whole- Maybe like an hour and a half in, I was like, I'm the Footloose guy now. I have to, they can't dance anymore. <laughs> no, I, I finally get Footloose now. No, this this has to stop. Oh, no. I love the dancing in this film. I will put Baby in the corner. <laughs> Don't fucking test me. No more Dustin, dancing. Have, uh, no more Dustin, witches. As the, resi- as the resident dance expert, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah. Dustin. I I what's really cool is by the time you get to the big performance of Volk, you see him having taken like these little piano themes and you really see him open up. And I'm thinking, shit, he needs to write a ballet. It would be or I don't know whether it needs to be him or whether it needs to be Radiohead. A radio just a full band Radiohead ballet would be either wonderful or untenable in the same way that the Flaming Lips tried to make a musical out of Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots. Or like when you two did that Spider-Man thing. Turn off We're never going to let off the dark down, are we? Well, people no. died because of that. And people so did, so fucking... did music die. People, people died. Day died. The, the day the music died was the day that show opened on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, music was was pretty pretty bruised uh, when um, What's-His-Face crashed his plane into 
uh, the ground. What's his? What? Not. I keep thinking Billy Joel, the guy with the glasses in the fifties. Buddy Holly. Nineteen. Buddy Holly. Tom York. <laughs> Buddy Holly. I really, really could not remember the name Buddy Holly. Well, then when the all the did sp- not do- when all the Spider Mans started to <laughs> fall from the sky. Exactly. So pe- people thought there was a tech problem. They were just killing themselves. <laughs> they just really they hated had you to too. Hear that fucking music. <laughs> I'm still thinking about Billy Joel. I don't believe in a lot of conspiracy theories. Yes, you do. Okay. I believe in two conspiracy theories. I believe in America. I believe in America. That ama- <laughs> Hey, y'all, America is a conspiracy theory. Top it's to bottom. A theory. Conspiracy. Um, so what's your, what's the other one? So one, so the one, one conspiracy theory I believe is that Andy Kaufman is still alive. Uh, he's, the, I mean, how old is he at this point if he's still alive though? Like, if he's, Fucking ninety, probably in his seventies, seventies, eighties. I mean, Tom York's like ninety-two. Yeah, I think that Andy Kaufman is Tilda Swinton. Oh yeah, that's what's going on. Andy Andy Kaufman Kaufman would be like seventy-one if he was still alive today, which Al claims that he is. What I mean, what's what's your proof that it'd be like it makes sense that he would goof being dead or? Yes, I have no actual proof, but it makes more sense. It, there's a track record. You feel it in your gut. There's a track record of goofing on the public to the point where either he is still alive or convincing everybody that he is still alive Just ask is Mary the goof. Lou yeah. Uh, and the other conspiracy theory I believe in is that that Billy Joel now is not Billy Joel. Oh, <laughs> like a Paul is dead kind of thing, but with Billy Joel. Yeah, I don't believe in Paul is dead. But this is not Billy Joel. Have what? you looked at him? I mean, he kind of... No, he's a different guy. Yeah, you're right. Hold on. So it's I'm looking comp- at current Billy Joel. Let me pull up a picture. This is like that folks Avril home, shit. Yeah, folks at home, why don't you, you get, get type in old Billy Joel? Or just Billy Joel. He's he's old. After you, you get put on that watch list for, for Googling um, bald Tom York, why don't you go ahead and Google yeah. old Billy Joel <laughs> and young Billy Joel? Um, I don't know. I can kind of... They... It's huh. barely there in the eyes. That's a different guy. Oh, that's kind of <laughs> weird, though. And he doesn't sound anything like him. I mean, there. I mean, I get it. He's old, but like, yeah. I mean, your voice changes as you get older. But like, if you really listen to a performance of him at his prime versus now, what the Ow. fuck? It's the. It's that is not the that is not Billy Joel. I know Billy Joel. That is not Billy I Joel. I saw Billy Joel live, and I could... He is definitely Italian. I could smell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my conspiracy theory, is that he is actually Italian. <laughs> <laughs> that's not Billy Joel, and the real one is Italian. Oh, my God. He, oh, he the was, pieces are was, all coming he together. He was touring with Elton John. You notice I never saw them in the same room at the same time. Oh, shit. Yes, you did. Yeah, they were crossing. <laughs> <laughs> That was literally, literally that was literally that was what the they point. did to market it. I don't know. If you know. if you could be across across from another musician, let's okay. say you were either playing guitar across from another guitar player or playing the piano across from another piano player. Yeah. Who would it be and how fuck how much would you fuck up in front of them? Well, I can't play either, so it would be pretty I mean I can kind of play keyboard you can play keyboards i can't you make like you, you make electronic music you're a really great musician you can do it well thank you but i mean 
I, I make music on a computer, so you just press the compose button and it just kind of does yeah. it for oh, you. Yeah, but like most of what plays on the radio every day. Oh my god. <laughs> Tell me about oh. it. Top 40. I didn't know we invited the Joker on the show. Back back in <laughs> back in my day, we weren't stuck in our phones all day. Auto-tune, am I right? Um, yeah, it rules. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, auto-tune fucking slaps. Um, and on that note, that's Suspiria, that I think, Suspiria. right? I think that is think Suspiria. We kind of just covered every every single everything um, about Suspiria scene. in general. <laughs> we went over the production history. We went over we we named every single member of cast and crew. Um, uh, we we reenacted it. We did it. Um, did it ourselves. Well, I've been reenacting it in our house for a day and a half. Yeah, so we, I think that's we covered... Because, that's only because you won't close the bathroom door. <laughs> Uh-oh, stinky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this has kind of been picking up something good. Oh, wait, we forgot to ask the question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. The question, are we picking up something good about the movie and the soundtrack? Yes. Do you want to turn hmm. on those transmitters? Well, well, hold on. We need, to, we need to turn on the machine. All right, that's on, right. give me a second. Um, all right, and... Um, Bing. Uh, um, so wow. my transmitter just told me that it's actually called a transponder and that I've been wrong this whole time. Oh, throw it out. <laughs> Your transmitter went bad. Uh, <laughs> Uh, um, my transmitter um, gave me uh, multiple readouts. The original Suspiria movie, amazing. I give it like three and a half stars. So maybe not amazing. Amazing would be like four and a half stars. It was really good. It's amazing. <laughs> this, transmi- this transmitter is a little confusing. <laughs> um, the original soundtrack, very, very good. I am picking up something good there. Uh, for the remake of Suspiria, the first 45 minutes, pretty upsetting. Um, towards the end there. Um, can't really judge the whole thing. Uh, the soundtrack, classic Tom York. I love it. He should do more movie scores. Yeah. Uh, I am picking up something pretty good as well. Uh, the original, I hear it was great. I'm probably going to watch it. Um, you absolutely should. The I think I already gave my thoughts on the re- on the remake. Uh, it's, I, it's fine, but I don't want to see it again because I hate blood. <laughs> uh, and the yeah. soundtrack is great. I, I love my boy Tom Thomas. I'm, pick- I'm picking up a... F- few things i'm picking up a reverent okay for the original film uh, okay i'm, p- yeah, I'm picking i i know i pick up something good for the uh for the 2018 film uh overall and i don't think we got too much into our overall opinions on the score uh but overall i'm not a giant fan of this score I, I I like it better in the format. I like it better in the context of the film, but I do not see myself listening to the entire thing as an album. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean that's I mean it's that's what it's for. But I really like the songs. I um I'm gonna say that this score is perfect for this film. I, scores aren't meant to be listened to outside of the context of the film. So, oh, okay. For what, <laughs> David Mamet over here, he's Damn not wrong. <laughs> no, I'm not wrong. So, but but you know, sometimes the score manages to track outside of the context of the film, which is great. Um, I think this is a phenomenal movie, and a, the score is half of what makes it what it is. 
Yeah. Um, I think the Goblin score is insanely amazing. Yes. And that movie is okay. But that right. score for that movie is trying to accomplish something different in a 50 years of difference in time. But Same I, with the original I, movie. Yeah, I think Tom York's score is solid for this. And I, I mean, I think a lot of different people could have done it, but I think he did it exactly right. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's always good to come to a consensus at the end of these episodes. Especially when we just, we do jazz. We do podcast jazz it's about you know it's not about the episodes you record it's about the episodes you don't record <laughs> and the tangents you don't go on like the cats episode <laughs> we did record that. oh that's that, right that was recorded and we did go on that tangent <laughs> <laughs> well, well it's weird because about... be, like miles davis used to this is not me making a joke about miles davis this is true every okay. time like the majority of his shows no matter how weird they got ended with like the same minute long piece of music every time which let you know that the show was over it was just like bam, oh that's bam, smart bam, 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 bam. it was that exact piece <laughs> it was it was that piece of music it's not even that good to let to let you know that we're done i'm not i'm not making that up <laughs> no we should have something like that for this episode because we never know how to finish them <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, this is uh-huh. picking up something good, a limited event prestige podcast about Radiohead. Uh, my name is Mace. I play music as Echo Vessel. You can find me online at, at Echo Vessel or on Instagram at Echo 3 O's Vessel. Fuck Echo Vessel. Uh, Fuck Echo Vessel. Hate that dude. Um, I also have a show and tell podcast called Bradish. Um, it's weekly uh, instead of this being, you know, monthly, yearly, uh, decadely. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, we talk about stuff that we're into that week and it's fun. Um, also, I guess we'll talk about that other thing that's coming out later. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, my name is Nikki Flowers. Um, I play music as Nikki Flowers and a bunch of other stuff, uh, but mostly Nikki Flowers because that's my name. Uh, I'm recording an EP that's coming out on May 1st. Uh, I started it. Today is... Today is Wednesday as of recording, and I started uh, these songs um, the previous Sunday. So that gives you an idea of what the EP is going to be. It's going to be very... It's fun. I mean, it's good, but it's it's very... Um, whoa, bam, boom, I made this in a week. You know what I mean? Whoa, They're good whoa. songs. I'm fine with them. I like them. And I think you will, too. So look forward to that. Uh, I'm Al Riggs. I make music... Uh as our rigs which you can find at ourrigs.bandcamp.com subscribe uh uh i have i also make music under vaxers uh which is released through neo detritus which is y'all's label um, that's us and uh there is a new vaxers album coming this summer which has not been announced yet but uh you just announced it yeah i just announced it's, it it's but, uh, <laughs> um I can do that because I have like a barely a hand in the label. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that's coming. And uh, Dustin, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, I'm I'm uh, Dustin K. Britt and have been this whole time. Um, <laughs> I write for Chatham Life and Style. You can find us at ChathamLifeandStyle.com. We're Chatham Life and Style on Facebook and Instagram. And I'm at Chatham Style on Twitter. And uh, this summer, we're going to be rebooting um, a production I've directed of a play called Marat Saad with an original score by the Al Riggs. 
Um, so that's going to be exciting, and we're going to be doing we're going to be doing a streamed live concert of that score uh, sometime in the next couple months. Cool. So that'll be cool too. Um, we have uh, we also run a label called Neodetritus. Uh, three of us. Uh, we got some music coming out soon uh, that I can't tell you about quite yet, including the new Vactors album. Um, just some stuff. We are telling you about it, though. But we're not telling you what it is. But we're not telling you about it. Mm-hmm. So it kind of works. And also, yeah. um, Nikki, I feel like you might be the one to want to make this announcement that we also have another right, yeah. podcast. Well, yeah, so what is this? <laughs> okay, yeah, we've been... We've been uh, very secretive about this this new podcast and i'm gonna i'm gonna take you on a little journey i know this is the end credits and we usually try to wrap things up but you know what fuck it it's jazz baby um mace when did i come to you with this idea like last week Uh, two weeks ago you came to me actually exactly eight days ago with it wow so a week and a day so i was walking in the park um as i am wont to do and i was thinking about um you know starting a new podcast and i was thinking well what could it be about? And I thought, could be about anything. I'm stalling for suspense. Anyway, so I'm walking in the park and on the ground I see a pamphlet. Uh, it is a Christianity themed, sort of like, oh, God can save you. Here's a pamphlet for information. And then I, I sort of, it started this sort of stream of consciousness wave of ideas and it came across the phrase, and also with you, because I was raised Catholic and that's what you would say in a church. You get it. And then I thought, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, and also with you. It's a fun joke I like to tell. And then it hit me. Mace and I are starting a podcast called And Also With You, a Star Wars podcast. Oh my god. It is a yearly May the 4th special podcast. (laughs) Don't reveal everything. Where we talk about Star Wars in a very special format. That you'll just have to find out about. I don't. Yeah, I would love to volunteer away. as tribute if you need a nerdy guest. <laughs> oh yeah, well, God. it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. It's once a year, which is great because we're very bad at doing weekly podcasts. So this is a perfect schedule for us. And um, without giving too much away, um, Mace. We we have some paperwork we have to we have we to do. do. For the, we have the a um, what Nikki lovingly referred to as a podcast will, um, wherein this podcast we are um, we're contractually bound to it for the rest of our lives. Right. Mm. Oh, it's one of these. Yeah. It's one of those. Even yeah. if uh, even if one of us uh, even if we have a falling out, even if one of us gets canceled. Uh, like if if we fucking hate each other in like a couple years, we still have to do the show together. We have to, yeah, we have to come back and do and also with you once a year, every year on this week. This is very and, much. Uh, this is very much like the, like the McElroy like death to us. Yeah, I don't know what that kind is. Of thing. Yeah, yeah we've either. never heard of that. Yeah, we've I don't invented talk this about format. Um, <laughs> but but now so but there is a twist though. Is this a there tontine? Is, like, if you guys are done with it, does it have to pass <laughs> off to somebody else? Yes. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're including that aspect uh, as well, because we invented the, the yeah. this idea and yes. this podcast format. That we, we There is a special twist to it, um, but I don't want to give that away. So look forward to that May 4th. Yeah, May 4th. All right. Well, I mean, it'll be out by the time that... Uh... By the time oh, right. This, this is coming out. out after. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I really So hope... what did you think of the show? 
Because <laughs> you already I, listened to it. Oh, I really hope you two don't actually put yourselves in any kind of physical danger. <laughs> no, it's not a... Well, a little bit. You'll see. Oh, no. <laughs> Ideas, Mia. Oh, no. Yeah. Anyway, so thanks for joining us for this podcast. We will return... Uh, I don't know. Soon. I'm, tr- I'm trying um, to return next to do... week, but I don't know about you. Hopefully next week. <laughs> yeah, uh, what are we doing next time? Uh, we're doing... Actually, we're doing another Tom York record. We're doing Anima. Uh, anima, anima, um, we're we're doing anima accompanied by its uh, Netflix short uh, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. A little PTA action, oh, nice. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That. A little a little PTA was... and some of that QT, and they're both doing. Oh yeah, coke. Fiona, Fiona Apple's uh, ex. Yeah. yeah, I know him. The Coke Man. <laughs> I've heard of him, <laughs> Mr. Cokeman. Mr. Cokeman. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that'll be fun. Yeah. So this has been picking up something good. A limited run prestige podcast about Radiohead. Say goodnight, y'all. Goodnight, y'all. Goodnight, y'all. Goodnight. Goodnight, y'all. You can always make fun of Italians. Remember that. It's not racist. Hey. Hey. It's not racist. Hey. It's totally hey. great. We'll see you yeah. Yeah. Goodbye. This is a podcast. Picking up something good. This is a podcast. Picking up something good. This is a podcast. Tom York is my real dad. <laughs> <laughs>